When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The home of the bees, the sports hub. And that's it. It's end of food discussion. I try. Wait, we can't end it on that note. Right. So I don't even know what to say anymore. You ever tried on a hot dog, Paul? What do you think about it? It's really a warm bologna sandwich. A hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> Here's Nora Dean after the throw away by Hoyer. There you go, kid. And the field goal try. Got it. He drills it. Now he was able to cut the mustard with that kick oh, as the Patriots add the field goal. Back here at Shaw's postgame, I'm Joe Mari, joined by Chris Gasper at Channel 5 this season. As part of their uh, Apex Cares program, Apex Entertainment will be donating $100 to the New England Center for Children. For every converted field goal, every point, every dollar helps. For more information, go to apexentertainment.com. Uh, that was Zoe talking a little food here as we bring <laughs> in the big boy, uh, Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Um, I, I, we could do a whole hour of food if you really wanted to after what happened in that, uh, that first half. But uh, let's dig in, Greg. Um, I, I asked this question to Chris, you know, before we went to break, what has Mac Jones done to, uh, to not, uh, I guess I've earned the job or a chance to be the starter. And Chris, Chris, uh, came back at me with, well, what has Cam Newton done to not be the starter? And I have nothing for that. So your thoughts on, uh, Cam Newton and his performance tonight. Hey boys. Um, sorry. I'm having a little microphone trouble, so I probably don't sound great right now, but, um, I'll muddle through. I'm trying to figure it out. Uh, what has what has Mac Jones done, not done to earn the job? Uh, it's a good question. I don't know. I mean, he's pretty much done everything uh, that you would want him to do. I thought I thought both quarterbacks looked more comfortable tonight, which happens uh, going against um, backups and third stringers. But um, you know, look, I've been I've been impressed from Mac since day one. I think I wrote after his first practice in the spring, he's going to be, he's coming sooner rather than later. And so um, everything that's gone on has gone, in my mind, according to plan. And the way you bring in a guy, it's just, I think the big question is, does Belichick, there's the whole Cam Newton uh, influence on this whole thing. And there's also Mac and his physicality. Um, you know, I we saw him get up slow again tonight with his left knee. Is that further evidence to Bill Belichick that I don't think this guy can make it through 17-plus NFL games at this point in his career? So I'm going to put this off as long as possible. When you look at these two quarterbacks, Greg, obviously, as you mentioned, they both played well tonight. Do you feel that the ceiling on the offense is much higher, ultimately, with Mac Jones for this season? I think we all feel long-term it is. 
But do you feel like this season, let's say we get to week 10 or 11, if Mac Jones is played, that it's a much higher ceiling for the offense than it could be with Cam Newton? If the if everybody's healthy between, between the receivers, the tight ends, and they're acclimated to the offense and they're getting it and they're up to speed and say they get, you know, they're at the halfway point on what they need to know in the Patriots offense, then in my mind there's no question that Mac Jones uh, gives this offense a, 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 higher, a higher ceiling. Now, look, if the tight ends are beat up, if Kendrick Bourne isn't figuring out which routes to run, which I think he struggled with to this point, uh, if Nelson Aguilar can't stay on the field, then maybe Cam's the best guy. But full arsenal and all that, yeah, I think that Mac Jones definitely gives this offense a bigger ceiling. And, and I asked that question because ultimately the discussion the three of us are having, that's why you would go with Mac Jones. You would go with Mac mm-hmm. Jones because you feel like there's a higher ceiling that we can get to with him versus Cam. It, for me, if it's just the competition at this point, that knockout punch has not been there from Mac. I think he's been good. I think he's been solid. I think he's been very competent. He clearly knows the offense when he's in rhythm. He's accurate. It's great. But I don't think Cam's done anything to lose the job. And I think, let's say it's 52-48 Mac, you know, is the better quarterback in camp. I just don't think that's enough for Bill to make the move unless it's what I just talked about with you, Greg, where he says this is a move not for week one or week three or week five. It's a move for week 11 or 12 when I feel like we can bring our offense to a higher level, and that gives us more of a margin for error to make the playoffs. Yeah, well, I think that I think it's I think it's a valid point, Chris. I think that um, you know, in my mind, from watching both of these quarterbacks the entire time in all the practices and all the games, um, and let's set aside durability factors with Mac for a second, which I do think are legit because I don't think he has an NFL, NFL body yet, and it'll be at least a year before anyone feels comfortable with that. I think that, um, in my mind, what Mac has been able to do at this point, uh, getting himself into the system and and how he makes gains just about every day. I, I don't see, I don't see how this fails if you put him in. And I think that, 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 that his ceiling grows, the ceiling grows for this offense, put him in. And I think, just the reps and all that—it's just gonna—it's just gonna accelerate his progress, and it's gonna give the the team a higher ceiling before that. Um, I mean, that's what I see. But I also see—I also see the wisdom in what I think Belichick is thinking, which is, look, I have Cam Newton. I have a—I have an offense that, look, we're not exactly gonna be. Uh, the Don Coryell offense for a while, <laughs> passing offense for a while. Um, going with Cam is for me, it's a win-win situation. It's it's how do you really lose? Like I, I mean, Matt comes in. I mean, uh, Cam comes in. He starts the season and say they win games. Okay, great. Um, you know, if they start out slow and then go to Mac, I don't think anybody how anybody faults that. Um, I, I just don't see how they lose, and I think that I think that buying Mac time to last the whole season, I think there's some value in that. In Bill's mind, yeah, and of course, you know, Cam did look good tonight. It's, he he decisive is the word I'll use when it came to his throws. I thought his footwork was good, and, and Greg, you know what he did tonight? The old play fake. Uh, it worked absolutely. It, it looked pretty. Where last week. 
I don't know if they had to get in his ear or listen to the show. I don't know what it was, but uh, again, that Myers play, I know he said he saw it on film. Uh, Myers got right behind the linebacker. The, the fake got, uh, held the other the linebacker in place, and nice touch for J- Jacoby uh, Myers to score the touchdown there, but that was the one difference I saw, and I thought it was pretty tonight. Yeah, I had him uh, on my notes. I had him for four or five really nice play actions. I think that's the Mac Jones influence, that if he wasn't here and Mac w- and Cam wasn't seeing him it on film and his competition doing that, maybe he's a bit lazier with that stuff. This year he has to be on point, and Mac's pushing Cam, which is good for everybody. Now, look, we haven't even gotten into the discussion yet on how much you can actually take out of tonight's game. I don't think you could take much of anything. I mean, the Eagles... They didn't play their top six defensive linemen. Yes. Did Cam, did Cam Newton look comfortable? Did he look decisive? Hell yeah. I would look decisive too if Fletcher Cox and Josh Sweat <laughs> and and uh, all those guys aren't rushing after me. And I'm looking at – by the way, go back because I was just started to watch the game back. If you want to know how much of a mismatch this game was up front between the Patriots offensive line and the Eagles defensive line, and look, Cam did make some nice plays where there was some pressure and he climbed the pocket. But watch the first two running plays after the whatever, the the fumbled snap and, Mm. oh, yeah, Matthew Judon made a great play hitting statue Joe Flacco trying to pick up a snap. But the first two plays, Trent Brown, the first play, Trent Brown and Shaq Mason absolutely double-teamed this poor undersized left defensive end about five yards down the field. Then on Damian Harris's touchdown run, there was no one until the goal line. There was like seven or eight yards of just open space because they just completely collapsed the front of the Eagles' defense. I mean, look, uh, I've been covering this league a long time. I don't know, outside of a, a, a fourth preseason game, I don't know if there's ever been a second preseason game when I've been able to take less out of a game for a team that I've been covering. I mean, it's just, it was that bad in this game. Yeah, I think that's a great point. I think it makes it hard to evaluate ultimately, you know, both quarterbacks. I think yes. It applies to, to both of them in that regard. And I'm frankly a little surprised, to be honest. Not that it matters. I mean, I'm not Nick Sirianni. I'm not his, I'm not Howie Roseman. I'm not his boss. But I, I don't really understand the approach in the second preseason game when there's only three of them. I thought this game was really going to be like the old third preseason mm-hmm. game. And it seemed like. I don't know I wasn't there, Greg, but it seemed like the Patriots were amped up and ready to go and have guys out on the field. And Philadelphia, I know Jalen Hurts didn't feel well before the game and they weren't planning on that, but it seemed like Philadelphia just had a totally different approach where they were like, well, the real competition here was the joint practices and we just want to get through this. Yeah, and I, I think there were a couple different factors or that could have been, Chris. Number one, uh, most of the time, and you, you see this with the Patriots, like we've seen this in their joint practices previously, if they think they get a lot of really good work in in the practices um, and their their starters have gotten enough reps, you don't see them in the, in the game. And so I think the Eagles looked at it that way, that they got really good work in. They, they carried the play against the Patriots for two days, their starters. We've proved enough. Um, some, some front offices are spooked about injuries, like Ted Thompson with the Packers was always scared of injuries, so he would tell Mike McCarthy to not play anybody. So maybe Howie Roseman is doing that. But, you know, I think another factor could have been the Hurts situation. Um, because I agree with you. Looking at these Eagles, like, uh, you know, with a first-time head coach and a new scheme, new schemes and whatever, they need as much time as possible playing. Yep. And so they better start the season fast if Nick Sirianni is approaching this game against the Patriots. 
this way. And, and I, I do wonder, however, if the hurt situation affected things where apparently he had to go to the hospital, yeah. with, but then he was fine. I don't know if he had a bad tummy ache or what the deal was, but it could have been a situation where they were geared up to go with Hertz and the starters to see what they had there. Then that changed the equation. And they said, you know what? Let's back off everything. If we, especially on offense, like if we don't have Hertz, what's the point of playing Jason Kelsey and a lot of the, you know, Lane Johnson and a lot of the veterans up front, they let the two young guys play a couple series, but I wonder if that really changed things at the last minute for the Eagles. That's, that's my only explanation really, because otherwise you're right. Most of the time you go at this and you're trying to prepare your team for a season with a first-time head coach. All right, I got a question for the both of you when it comes to preparing for Mac Jones and Cam Newton. We'll uh, do that here on the other side. Uh, We are talking with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. Of course, with you at 617-779-0985. More of Shaw's postgame after this on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports of Patriots Radio Network. This is offensive tackle Justin Haran. I'm teaming up with Credit Union's Kids at Heart to fund new research on childhood brain cancer. We need your help. Visit cukidsatheart.org to learn more. The First Downs to Fight Pediatric Brain Cancer campaign is generously supported by Granite State Credit Union and Rockland Federal Credit Union. This is Sean Rizzo with Tiger Home Inspection. Homes are selling fast and over asking price. In order to make your offer more appealing, you've decided to waive your home inspection contingency. Stop. Take the emotion out of it. You're making the biggest purchase of your life. You're paying a premium. You're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars, and you're not allowing an expert to inspect the home. Make sure the home of your dreams isn't a potential nightmare. Let Tiger Home Inspection protect your investment, providing peace of mind for over 30 years. Tiger Home Inspection. 1-800-62-TIGER. Tiger Home Fall is right around the corner, but don't let money that could be waiting for you fall by the wayside. There's over $3 billion just waiting to be claimed at findmassmoney.com. One in ten people have unclaimed property from things like forgotten bank accounts, stock certificates, payroll, refund checks, insurance proceeds, and more. And that one person could be you. Findmassmoney.com is free and easy to use. So what are you waiting for? Visit Find Mass Money and check if there's money waiting for you. That's findmassmoney.com. Hi, it's Michael Feldman from Feldman Geospatial. If you're a developer or design and construction professional and you need to obtain accurate locations of underground utilities for your project, please call us to discuss our subsurface utility engineering services. We will help you mitigate the risk of the unknown by tracing and mapping your subsurface infrastructure to make sure your project gets off to the right start. Another value add from Feldman that is part of our full suite of geospatial services. Feldman right from the ground up. Dave Matthews Band. Summer Tour 2021. Out here we go. Friday, August 20th, Xfinity Center. Tickets on sale now at LiveNation.com. Blue Bear Plumbing is your go-to destination for all plumbing, HVAC, and drain cleaning needs. From Boston to Cape Cod, Blue Bear's five-star service technicians have you covered. Whether it's a 2 a.m. emergency or routine maintenance, there's no job too big or too small. Looking to start your next project? Blue Bear offers financing and online discounts. Call 866-388-BLUE or visit their website, bluebearplumbing.com, to learn more and to schedule your service today. That's bluebearplumbing.com. Hashtag the bear was here. 
Maz here. Listen up. Apex Entertainment and Marlboro, New England's largest family entertainment center, will now let you rent out its entire 100,000 square feet so your family, friends, or co-workers can celebrate a birthday or any special occasion enjoying 30 bowling lanes, mini golf, bumper cars, go-kart track, ropes course, simulators, you get the idea. In addition, you can choose items from their chef-inspired menu that not only include New England's largest pretzel and hot dog, but also many gluten-free items. Visit apexentertainment.com for more information and at Apex, perfect weather is always guaranteed. Hey, it's Felger here to let you know that the Fall Into Savings event is going on now at East Coast Metal Roofing. If your home or business is in need of a roof, contact our friends at East Coast Metal Roofing during this sales event. Right now, it's the best time to do it. The key is you do it once, and you'll never have to do it again. And with their previous promotions, all these great incentives remain on the table. You can get 100% full financing with 0% interest for a full year with approved credit. You get a lifetime warranty, which again, I feel is kind of superfluous because their roofs never rust, require minimal maintenance, and can be installed on any style of home. But that lifetime warranty puts it in writing. You never have to go into your pocket for your roof again. They also will give you the quote and the estimate on your work for free. And best of all, if you mention us, Felger and Maz or 98.5 The Sports Hub, you'll get 10% off the cost of the job. 10% off could mean thousands of dollars in savings, depending on the scope of the job. So check it out. Again, the estimate's free, so there's no cost to you to get right up to the line and then you decide whether you do it or not. But again, the key is to tell them that we sent you to get that 10% off. Give them a call at 844-611-ECMR or online at eastcoastmetalroofing.com. East Coast Metal Roofing, your life time roofing solution. Hey, Massachusetts Pirates fans, playoffs are coming to Phoenix Field at the DCU Center Saturday, August 28th. Kickoff at 7.05 p.m. Grab your seats and get in on the action. Playoff tickets start at just $15. Now available on Ticketmaster or at MassPiratesFootball.com. That's MassPiratesFootball.com. Now accepting 2022 deposits on four-game Pirates season and Pirates gold packages. Lock in your 2022 seats now. The Massachusetts Pirates are powered by Sunwave Gas and Power. Power your universe. Hey, it's Big Jim Murray. Are you on the game over for water train yet? To get on board, call my guy, the waterproofing guru, Mike Albert, at Premier Basement Waterproofing. Call 844-LIVE-DRY or premierbasement.net. This football season, it's game over for water. Town Fair Tire sells every name brand tire at the guaranteed lowest price. And Town Fair gives you more free services than any other tire dealer. Nobody beats a Town Fair Tire deal. Nobody. Town Fair Tire. Adam Jones, Knights on the Sports Hub. All right, back here on Shaw's Patriots post game. Music of the game brought to you by Live Nation. Don't miss Blackberry Smoke, the spirit of the South Tour. With special guest, the Almond Betts Band, on August 26th at the Leader Bank Pavilion. Buy tickets at LiveNation.com. Joe Murray here with Chris Gasper. Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal uh, with us as well. I want to ask you guys both this question. Um, which quarterback do you think is harder to prepare for for week one? between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Greg, I'll start with you. I mean, I guess it's Cam. Uh, didn't didn't the Patriots beat them twice last year? No, they lost um, the second one. Tua beat him. Oh, Tua beat him. Yeah, Tua beat him oh. in Miami. But the first one, yeah, they beat him. Um, yeah, in the season opener, which no one knew what to expect, and it was a little different. Um, you know, I don't know. I mean, I think it's... <laughs> I think I'm. I, I mean, at this point, I'm not scared of either guy, really. I mean, you know, you, you, your approach is going to be the same, basically, for both guys. You want to stop the run. You want to force them to beat 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 you. And I think that 
you know, I don't know about week one, but this season, who who do I fear more if if you are able to stop the Patriots running game? It's Mac Jones, definitely. I mean, I think that uh, I one one aspect of Mac Jones's play that I think I've been impressed with more than others, maybe something we didn't see as much at Alabama is his ability to to make plays in the pocket and move around and, and avoid the rush. And, and he does, for a guy who's not very athletic, he does a really nice job of that. You know, I'm not going to say it, it looks exactly like the, you know, the other guy um, that we know about, but very similar in terms of he just, he has an uncanny ability to know what is going on in the pocket and how to buy time. And, uh, you know, th- I, I thought that was an area where once we got into NFL games, and again, this was against third teamers today, so it was hard to judge. But um, you know, we've seen him in different circumstances. That's been an area where he's been better than I thought he was going to be. So to answer the question, I think Max harder to prepare for. You know, you don't have a lot of film on him, and the reality is, if if he can execute the offense the way Josh McDaniels wants it executed, and they can be that game plan specific team they've been in the past, then they're a lot more unpredictable and. If it goes back to sort of, you know, death by a thousand paper cuts, which Mac is probably better suited to execute, then I think that that makes the Patriots tough. You know, a, a lot of people look at it and they say, you know, system quarterback is a pejorative. But I think when it's Josh McDaniel's system, if, if Mac Jones ends up being a system quarterback as a rookie, I think the Patriots would be pleased with that because I think Josh really believes in his system. And he feels like if he can get a quarterback who can just go out and execute the plays – that they can move the football and score points. So I think Mac would be harder to prepare for. Yeah, there was this one thing. I don't know if you guys noticed it, but uh, Mac uh, came down. I think they scored a touchdown, a rushing touchdown, and then Josh went up to Bill and was like, can we get one more one more drive uh, for, for Mac here? And, and, and Bill was like, okay, okay, all right, yep, yep. So I don't know if, again, I, I don't want to call it the tug of war. I know Chris will call it that, but... Josh is pants off for Mac. I'm just going to say it. If somebody thinks I'm wrong, they could say it. But from what I've seen from practices and just reading between the lines, he's pants off for Mac Jones. I see. I don't even. I don't know that. I. I haven't. I haven't heard that since. Uh, in a while. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, he's. He's everything that Josh wants, and. You know, if if Josh was able to win with Kyle Orton in in Denver. Uh, Mac Jones is way better than Kyle Orton. Absolutely. And, uh, He's way I, I better. Mean, uh, way better. I mean, I think, you know, somebody was getting on me today about, you know, and he, he Mac had that, he threw a heater in the scene today hmm. in between a bunch of people. That was one of his best throws of camp, since the beginning of camp so far where he really showed off his arm strength. And I thought today he, he seemed to go out there. He wanted to really cut it loose. And somebody was saying like, oh, the – they were bringing up my comparison to Chad Pennington. And also, I think it was related to the deep ball to Harry. And I'm just like, look, I said a young Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington, go back and watch Marshall clips between Randy Moss and, yeah. and Chad Pennington. <laughs> right? Those guys aired it out. Like, I think I think Mac, if you just look at where Mac just is right now, just remember the 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 progression that Tom Brady had from a game manager who could fit the ball in the windows and get the ball in the right place. I mean, it he does remind me of year two Tom Brady in that where he is. And I think it's not, I'm not saying he is Tom Brady, but I'm just saying that goes to show you like how advanced passing has become in the 20 year gap between these two guys where, you know, Mac Jones has been playing seven on seven and spread offenses since probably pop Warner 
where Brady was probably, I think Brady made the joke about, I think he played in a triple option offense in high school. It's just a, it's just the difference in how much these guys are more advanced in the passing game than their predecessors. And I think that, you know, I think that Mac Jones, just where he is right now physically, and you look at the progress that Brady made physically over the course of his career, you can't help but be excited that you know that five years from now, Mac Jones is going to be really good physically, and he's going to be really good all around. I just will point out that year two Tom Brady led the NFL in touchdown passes. <laughs> okay. Just I'm just well, when you say year two Tom Brady, do you mean do you mean year two as a starter or like 2001 when he took over? No, 2001. When oh, okay, I apologize. And yes, yeah, yeah. I understand. I was thinking his second year starting, which was 2002, when he led the league in touchdowns. Don't let facts get in the way of a take. No, no, I understand. Something I've always learned. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. All right, we'll uh, discuss more preseason game number two with Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. But first, well, we'll take a look at the headlines, and we'll pause 10 seconds for station ID on the uh, safety insurance. Boston's home for sports online. 98.5 thesportshub.com. That's the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, back from an injury this week in practice for the Eagles, the rookie out of Alabama. He's lined up to the bottom of the screen. It's J.C. Jackson. And a miscue on the snap. Flacco is hit by Judon. Ball is loose. And Mills is there for the Patriots. The former Eagle, the Green Goblin on the scene, back in South Philly. That's a bad snap here in the shotgun, but a great job by Matt Judon. You know, with the rush from the left side of Joe Flacco, he hits him as Flacco's trying to pick the ball up. All right, back here on Shaw's postgame. I'm Joe Murray, joined by Chris Gasper, Channel 5. And with us is Greg Bedard of the Boston Sports Journal. That uh, little bad snap there, uh, of course, over Joe Flacco's head. And Patriots uh, get the ball and score, and everybody's happy. Uh, Greg, I'll get this one out of the way because it seems like nobody cares about running backs. I know I brought up Ramondre Stevenson to you last week. I was excited a little bit. Another two touchdowns again tonight. J.J. Taylor, he looked good. And Damian Harris, of course, with a touchdown as well. Crowded backfield. Sony Michelle, I I thought, looked good tonight. Maybe he's on display. Uh, But your thoughts on the running back position so far? Yeah, I think they look they look good. They look strong. I mean, I think the only one we didn't really see tonight was Brandon Bolden. Um, so you know, look, it's a crowded backfield. I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, JJ Taylor made that ridiculous Barry Sanders esque spin move on Michael Jaquette, uh, one of the Eagles cornerbacks. Just oh my god, he made. I'm. It's just <laughs> it's going over and over again on my computer right now. It was nice um, to see a forty two of the Patriots on the right side of, of mm. spinning. Like a top. <laughs> Who's the other 42? Harlan Barnett was the guy who got spun by Barry Sanders <laughs> right. in that famous video. Oh, it is. And he That's one of my all-time favorite commercials. The the, the Nike uh, with uh, uh, who's Shooter in Hoosiers, uh, that actor, where he's like, he was the retired ref to the bum ref. Uh, I love those commercials. But anyways, <laughs> uh, that, was, uh, Hopper. that was tremendous. I mean, look, you know, I mean, don't ask me about running backs. You're the you're the local uh, running back expert. I mean, I, I, I expect you. <laughs> I expect you. you to tell me how how Ramondre Stevenson ran against Southeast Missouri State and how that might foretell uh, well, his well, he, uh, NFL future. Well, he so. played in a national championship game, college playoffs, <laughs> and uh, you know. So I, I, all I'm saying is I don't feel like this guy's a redshirt guy. 
I don't know. I know it's uh, maybe we take nothing away from tonight. I just yeah. I don't feel I think like he has he's a, a chance to guy. be the. I think he has because I, I don't think they have any good options, and he's a big back, and he's yeah. he's been he's proven to be more elusive than I thought uh, with each passing week. Maybe he's getting more comfortable, um, but he could be the goal line option uh, without question, and so that will be a fantasy uh, interest for for those players. But um, look, I think much like the quarterback position, I think. Unless Sony Michelle gets dealt, I think that Bill gives his his veterans the first crack. And if they don't do something or they're injured and the kid gets a chance, then I think he gets a chance. But I think it's I think from the get go, it's gonna be very hard for him to have a role on this team. I mean, he'll be on the team, but role on game day. Let me ask you this because um I believe you covered this guy, but Cam Newton was saying that Ramondre Stevenson reminds him of Eddie Lacy, and that was what came to mind when I was watching him run. Do you think that's an apt comparison? Eddie Lacy? No, I and I didn't cover Eddie Lacy with the Packers. Um, no, I thought Eddie Lacy would. He was much bigger in the lower body. He was much more. He, I think, I think Stevenson's faster than Eddie Lacy. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, I think um, you know he, he every week he's done a little bit better and 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 shown me a little bit more again. With a lot of these guys, it's hard to judge like who they're playing against. Like I want to see that I want to see him against NFL starters. I was hoping that the you know we'd see that today against a good Eagles defense. And maybe they give the kid a couple carries. Maybe they give Mac a couple of shots against um, the Eagles starters. But you know the Eagles didn't even show up. So uh, unfortunately, that did not happen. Let me ask you this because one of the things that I wanted to watch going into this game, Greg, was the Patriots secondary. And it's amazing we're this far in camp, and I feel like Stephon Gilmore has faded into the background. But week one against Washington, I was not impressed with the cornerback play of the Patriots. Mm -hmm. What did you think tonight of the secondary? Uh, Again, hard to tell. I mean, it's Joe Flacco. And, I mean, they they did have their real receivers out there. They didn't have the real offensive line. But, no, I don't think it's... I don't think it's good. I mean... Look, let's be honest. They're, I don't think the secondary is very good overall, and I still think they're trying to figure some things out with, all right, well, what do we do with Kyle Duggar exactly? What's his role in the first two downs? Uh, if Adrian Phillips is, you know, arguably our best defensive player like he was last year, how does that work out? Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't think it's great, and I think it needs to be better for them to be a really good defense, but... Uh, I don't know how the the Gilmore things gets resolved until he actually shows up on the field and proves he's healthy. Yeah, that's a good point. I just sort of feel like his leverage increases every week. It's another it? win. I think it's another well, I mean, week, he's, another he's a win. Tip, I think he's a tipping point player for them defensively. Suddenly, an area that looks like a real weakness, like cornerback or the secondary, can actually become a strength if he's out there. I know Jonathan Jones didn't play today, and, and Miles Bryant – uh, was hurt as well, so you know they're they're thin back there. There's no question about it. They're thin, but I I can't see Bill putting Jawan Williams or Michael Jackson on the field and in, in for meaningful snaps in games that matter. I, I I completely agree with you, but um, and we talked about this um with Felger and Mass this week is uh, look, I don't if I'm Bill Belichick, I don't. I'm not giving I'm not giving Stefan Gilmore a Buffalo nickel of money until he <laughs> gets on the field, proves he's healthy, and he's still a number one corner. I'm not going on faith. I'm not. Not at his age. Not on the season that he was having before he got hurt. 
And I don't care if, if Stefan Gilmore and his agent think that he should be paid as a top 10 corner after ter- having quad, torn quad surgery, they're insane. And if I'm Bill Belichick, what I'm doing is I'm digging in. I'm saying, no, you have to be on the field. You have to prove that you're healthy, that you can last more than two days on that leg. Then we'll talk about it. Outside of if you want to play for incentives, okay, fine, play for incentives. We'll do that. But outside of that, he needs to do that. And at the same time, I am looking to trade for a cornerback, a, a legit cornerback before the deadline. I'm doing that. And if Gilmore wants to pout and he doesn't want to show that he's healthy and he wants to sit out until week eight, then I'm letting him, but he still needs to come back and play for me because he has no other option. If he doesn't play, his contract tolls, so he's in the same situation next year. So he has to come back. All of a sudden, Gilmore comes back in week eight or nine. Now, all of a sudden, I have four good cornerbacks. So that's the way I'm playing it if I'm Belichick. Uh, we got a couple of calls here. One asking about the trade deadline. Now, let's go to Tony in West. What's going on, Tony? Uh, you're on Pat's post game. Hey, Greg. Big fan of uh, Boston Sports Journal, longtime subscriber. Um, Appreciate it. As you, think about, as you think about the 53-man roster, three potential trades you've talked about, we just want to throw out there uh, Chase Winovich, um, uh, Harry, of course, and we talked a little bit about the running back, but what do you think Michelle as well? So those are three potential trades. What do you think the likelihood of what you've seen um, so far that might those trades might happen? I think that unless there's an injury, um, and I know the Rams had an injury, but I don't know how much interest they would have in Michelle. I think that um, – Michelle is possibly a trade later in season where somebody are de- somebody's dealing with injuries and looking for uh, a potential starter or stopgap. And, and I think his playing in a contract year makes him uh, attractive in that way. So I think the Patriots can hold on to him a bit. Uh, Chase Winovich, you know, the kid, he made a couple of plays tonight. Um, I didn't think that they were tremendous. I thought there were more hustle plays than anything. You guys heard his post game press conference. Mm, bizarre. Um, he loves boy. He loves to hear himself talk, man. Yeah, that was just um, weird. I just don't. I, I provided everyone's healthy, and Uche went out tonight, so maybe that's our answer. But I don't know. I saw Ronnie Perkins getting more more time as sort of a base outside linebacker, and Chase stayed as sort of a sub guy with like third teamers. He made one of the sacks for Winovich. He made the whole play. Winovich is there for the sack. Yeah, and um, I, I just. I don't see the fit on this team for him, whether it's you know the amount of guys they now have on the edge. He had a chance to last year, and what people forget about, Chase Winovich had the goal, a golden opportunity, along with some other guys on this team, like Juwan Bentley, to win starting roles on this team, and he didn't, and they went out and signed Matthew Judon, brought back Kyle, Kyle Van Noy, drafted Ronnie Perkins. Um, he, he showed... He never advanced past playing just as a sub rusher. That's what he is. They have other guys that can do that. They have safeties that can get on the field. You you hear his press conferences and the way he conducts himself. I just don't see how he is a fit for the Patriots. I think he's a good player. I, I think he could be productive as a pass rusher. I just think he would have more value to another team that allows guys just to go up field and make plays. I I, I would trade him and Harry. Well, now he's hurt. Yeah, he was in a sling after the game. Uh, there are photos on social media. So he looks headed to IR to me. Um, and I, I assume that they might just put him on straight on IR right now. And that means his season's over. There's, I can't see them carrying him to the 53-man roster, but who knows. 
All right, one final segment with Craig Bedard coming up after this and more of your calls uh, as well. Uh, you are listening to the Shaw's postgame show here on the Safety Insurance 98.5 The Sports of Patriots Radio Network. Need to finish your bachelor's? UMass Lowell offers one of the lowest online tuition rates in the nation and over $1 million in financial support. Explore course options starting September 1st at UMass Lowell. More details at gps.uml.edu. Host your holiday party at Apex Entertainment this year. Book early and save. Receive a $15 Apex gift card for each guest with holiday parties booked before October 1st. With flexible event space, attractions, and customizable menus, Apex is the perfect holiday party destination. For more information, contact the sales team or go to apexentertainment.com. Blue Bear Plumbing is your go-to destination for all plumbing, HVAC, and drain cleaning needs. From Boston to Cape Cod, Blue Bear's five-star service technicians have you covered. Whether it's a 2 a.m. emergency or routine maintenance, there's no job too big or too small. Looking to start your next project? Blue Bear offers financing and online discounts. Call 866-388-BLUE or visit their website, bluebearplumbing.com, to learn more and to schedule your service today. That's bluebearplumbing.com. Hashtag the bear was here. Hey, Patriots fans, enjoy a $2 medium hot or iced coffee from Dunkin' on Tuesdays for rewards members. And kick off the action, because it's always game on with Dunkin'. Pats fans, run on Dunkin'. Limit one per member per Tuesday. Exclusions apply. Limited time offer. Participation may vary. You need a work schedule that fits your life. And Amazon has shifts that help you make the best use of your time. Whether you're a night owl, early bird, weekend warrior, or somewhere in between, discover the benefits of thinking outside the 9 to 5. You decide whether to seize the day or the night so you can get back to what matters most. Go to Amazon.com slash shifts to learn more. That's Amazon.com slash S-H-I-F-T-S. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. Like Steve DiFilippo, I too put off losing weight because I thought it had to be difficult. Here's Steve, owner of Davios, and Paige, the owner of Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Don't wait for a doctor to give you the awakening to tell you that you need to go lose weight. It's not that hard, you know, and that's what I did. I decided to do it, and I'm still talking about it, you know, and I'd probably be talking about it the rest of my life because I'm not going back. I'm telling you that. I'm not going back. I think a lot of people put weight loss off because they see it as this challenge or fear or something that's going to change their whole life lifestyle and everything that they love and like to do. But that's not how it has to be. If you need to lose weight, you can just do it. And Awaken 180 is here to help you and find ways to make it work for your lifestyle, your schedule, your family, and all the things that you love. And you don't give up what you love. With Awaken 180, you're not giving up anything. In fact, you're adding benefits. You'll see it on a daily basis. Don't put it off. Set up your consultation today at any of the six Awaken 180 locations online at awaken180weightloss.com. Tune in every Friday to Felger and Maz for Agenda-Free Friday. Felger and Maserati on a Friday. You know what that means, Anthony? Agenda-Free. With your wonderful telephone call. Tomorrow night at the guy. You know who's in town? Craig, when do pitchers and catchers report? I'm sorry, what? Oh, that it was the day after the Super Bowl. When's the day, Boston? Do you know? Agenda-Free Fridays are driven by the Bernardi Auto Group, where car buying is always agenda-free. Choose from new Acuras, Audis, Hondas, Toyotas, Volvos, and over 500 pre-owned vehicles. Bernardi for now. Bernardi for life. BernardiAutoGroup.com. Maz here with a life lesson. Don't start your kids' financial education by teaching them to pay fees for a debit card, which is why I'm telling you about Jazby. Like any card, Jazby makes money when you spend money. In addition to their free debit card for kids, Jazby also just launched the Jazby Score, a financial literacy score for kids, allowing both you and them to track their progress. Your kids will get tips and they'll learn about finances. They'll even get rewards as they improve. And there are features like automatic allowances, chores, savings and donation options, parental controls, even in-app shopping for younger kids. Go to jazby.com slash maz with two Z's.
Hi, it's Hardy, and I've been talking to you about the great roofs that KTM Exteriors installs, but did you know they're also experts in siding, specializing in both James Hardy fiber cement and CertainTeed vinyl siding, including cedar impressions. KTM Exteriors is a female-owned business that is highly organized and pays attention to the smallest details, ensuring that your work is performed properly, on time, and for a fair price. Servicing all of Massachusetts, New Hampshire, Maine, and Rhode Island, visit KTMExteriors.com, your choice for professional-grade siding and installation ktmexteriors.com listen live check out our podcast with the 98.5 the sports hub app with 38 seconds to go matt climbs the pocket Got throws it. the deep ball for him oh, oh it cannot it. hold on what a throw the kill's gotta get that oh and he's down oh no Yeah, he really extended himself. I don't know if it's in the shoulder or the leg. I think it's his left shoulder, Bob. Welcome back to Shaw's postgame. It's Bob Sosi, Scott Zolak on the call. And the deep pass to Nikhil Harry, who uh, came up lame and was seen with a sling, uh, wearing a sling later on uh, on his shoulder, which uh, does not dictate good things for him. Uh, when it comes to making the roster, I'm Joe Murray. Chris Gasper's here. We got Greg Bernard from the Boston Sports Journal. I just want to take this quick call. Uh, Tim's in Attleboro. He has a thought on Nikhil Harry. What's going on, Tim? Hey, how you doing, Chris? How you do- how you guys doing, Greg? Doing well, Tim. Hey, Tim. What's going on? All right. I'm going to say I'm not an expert, but I'm 61, right? When Nikhil Harry was a rookie, I seen his first pass. He goes in the end zone. He cuts out. He drops the ball. He gets up, either holding his ribs or his shoulder. Next next pass, same thing. And I said to a friend of mine, I go, you know what? He's supposed to be a uh, uh, tight end in a wide receiver's body. And I said, he's soft as puppy you-know-what, okay? <laughs> and then after tonight, he, he doesn't lay out to get the ball. He fell down. I text my buddy, and I said, watch. He will not play game three. He's out for the season. And then when I seen him with a, a sling over his arm, probably after he talked to his agent slash uh, lawyer, and and now he's he, he's going to be gone. Thanks, Tim. Appreciate the call there, bud. Yeah, so so here's a question, but this sort of plays into what we talked about before. You know, with Nikhil Harry gone – and what we've seen from the receivers, which outside of Jacoby Myers hasn't been much, and I know big money invested in Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar, they're not going anywhere. Do you think maybe this hastens the Patriots pursuing another wide receiver to add to this roster? And I threw this out there, and you're more plugged in in the league than I am, but you know, I could foresee a swap maybe if you went to Arizona and said, we'll give you Sony Michelle and maybe something else for Christian Kirk, who was playing with basically scrubs in the first preseason game for the Cardinals and they didn't pick up his fifth year option. I mean, look, I'm up, I'm, I'm up for Christian Kirk. I'm up for Andy Isabella. I'm up for any of those guys. I mean, I don't know what, um, I'm just trying to look. I don't know what Arizona has at running back. Not sure much. I can tell you that. Chase, 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 I mean, they have Chase Edmonds is there. They have Eno Benjamin, you know, but the you know Kenyon Drake was the guy that they had lost, and and so they don't have a lot there. I, I don't know if Coach Handsome Cliff Kingsbury really cares about running the football, right. but it would seem like they have a surplus of wide receivers. The Patriots have a surplus of running backs. 
Kingsbury played for Bill Belichick. You know, why don't you do the Don a favor here? Hey, I love it, Chris. I I think it's a good match. I think you're on to something, and uh, I'll take I'll take any of their wider receivers. I'll take Keyshawn Johnson for, for yeah. crying out he's loud. He's good. Yeah, he's good, you know? too. He is. Keyshawn with two E's. He's a good player. Just yep. to bring just to bring something up here. All right. So it's a seventeen game season. So maybe some teams want to hang on to those running backs. So to your point, Greg, maybe they wait a little bit. But mm-hmm. this this three game preseason, I gotta admit, I, I love fake football. Uh I I watch this stuff. Even I mean this game? Yeah, well I so Greg, tonight uh was not great. Uh, and that's I like the first game. I like the first yeah. game. I thought the first game was entertaining for a while. This one, <laughs> rough. Yeah, this one was this one was bad. And again, it's preseason game number two. How do they handle preseason game number three? And I will say this: after like the last two games of, that we've seen, like, do they even need preseason anymore? Like at some point, I feel like there's not going to be any preseason games. Well, yeah. I mean, I was just doing a member chat over at BSJ today before the game, and uh, you know, somebody was bringing up about how you know how they're going to handle it and this you know are they getting enough work in the preseason and I'm like look they had no preseason last year the football was fine for the most part we're in an age like the new normal is they're not gonna they don't tackle they don't do anything I mean the Patriots after this game you realize the Patriots are coming back they're coming back tonight okay they're not doing anything on the field until Monday they have a three-day weekend. I don't know, you know, it's Labor Day's a little early, I guess, for them. But they have a three-day weekend. They've done this before. Um, I heard Mike Lombardi on his podcast talking to – he talked to – basically, it must have been Belichick because that's all he, who he talked to for the entire practice on, uh, I think it was uh, Wednesday. And uh, he said, do you know – he said, by the time the Patriots cut down to 53, they're going to have eight padded practices. That's, I mean, that's amazing. And, and, but it's not like the Patriots have like pushed the envelope in terms of contact and padded practices. So, uh, but in, in general, your point, it's well taken that like, I, I don't know how much they need preseason. Last year showed we, you didn't really need it. And that's the new norm. I agree with you on that one. Uh, we have Bob. Uh, he's in Needham. He wants to get in on the uh, preseason. What's going on, Bob? Yeah. Oh, first of all, guys, they'll never get rid of the preseason because of the money, because they make yeah. money on it for the. So that's a moot point. Uh, uh, another thing, Winovich sounded like he was uh, channeling his inner Mr. Miyagi in that weird press conference, by the way. And then uh, about the game, Greg, you were you've been absolutely spot on about the quarterback competition. Um, I don't always agree with you, but on this case, I absolutely think you're dead on. The the ceiling for uh, Mac Jones is obviously much higher. Kim Newton, unless something with divine intervention happens, is not going to be on the team next year. So the faster you get Mac Jones integrated into this offense, and it seems like he absolutely knows the playbook uh, up and down. Now, not to mention the fact that, uh, that the team obviously seems to you know be behind him as well. He makes throws that I don't think Kim Newton, the anticipation throws he, that he makes are more advanced than Kim Newton makes. And, and the mm-hmm. thing about... He has, uh, Greg, the one thing about, you know, I'd be more worried about starting, uh, Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville with that horrible offensive line. We actually have a right. good running game and a good offensive line. So we, I, he's not going to take 45 sacks. 
Trevor Lawrence could. That could damage. You know, people keep talking about his confidence. What if he does this? He's going to have a great running game and a good offensive line to play behind. So I don't think he's going to get beaten to a pulp. Like, I, I could see the guy, uh, I guess New York, the Jets, have a pretty good offensive line. But I think uh, Jackson has a terrible one. So Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it, man. We're up against it. Sorry. Um, I mean, I think that's completely valid. That I, I And it's something that I keep bringing up that I think people miss is that um, – just in terms of the running running backs, the offensive line, having two tight ends, I don't think you get better situations for a rookie quarterback to step in, a, a, a guy in the style of Mac Jones, than this offense. Now, I will say that, and this is related to what we said talked about earlier, is that, look, I don't think the passing offense is going to be clicking for a while. And the the only thing that you worry about is Mac Jones is all right. Mac Jones is ahead. He knows where everybody's supposed to be. But like, say Ken, Ken, he's waiting for Kendrick Bourne to come open, and Kendrick Bourne runs the wrong route, and he's not there, and all of a sudden Mac Jones gets decked. Like, should you just let Cam Newton take the hits with with guys who are learning the offense, and then stick Mac Jones in later when they know uh, the passing offense better? I think that's something that you'd think about. Yeah, that's Cam is sort of the sacrificial lamb, but. At yep. the risk of being accused of, of once again sort of demeaning the performance of or diminishing the performance of Mac Jones, I'll just point out, you know, he said he knows the offense up and down. That's great. But remember, these other teams aren't game planning. This is as vanilla yep. as it gets defensively. Like, let me see him adjust the plays and do this stuff when the other teams are game planning and trying to confuse him Absolutely. because nobody out there right now is trying to confuse him. Oh, I, I completely agree. I mean, the Eagles played a lot of uh, – they played a lot of two-shell in practice this week. We saw it again today. I knew, like, the the middle the, – and I think even Cam said something about this in the postgame. They knew the middle of the field was going to be open, the seams, the middle of the field against this defense. It was open – you know, they, they saw some things on film from the practice. It was not a challenging week quarterbacking-wise, and there are going to be many tougher days ahead. Uh, for both of them. So you're absolutely correct, Chris. So, Greg, uh, you had a tough week um, with, with Adam Jones, and I heard uh, he, he was trying to uh, find out when's the, when does the season actually start. There's a, a little, oh, yeah. little heat on that one. I mean, stuff. I mean, we're two weeks away yeah. from week one. Is, is this you know still the preseason in week one this year? Uh, what is Jones feeding you questions now? Like, oh, we got where's where's the Jones Twitter burner account? You know, sending stuff in. Um, you were getting you know, frustrated but, though. Uh, Yes, of course, because this is what happens when, (laughs) when people at the sports hub, namely Jimmy Stewart, uh, Felger and Jones don't want to, they don't want to work to have a real conversation about a real topic, which is (laughs) how does Bill Belichick look at things? And you say, Bill's not really worried about the first month. You know, and that's history tells us that. And could he be wrong with Tom Brady? Yes. But Bill, Bill is not worried about winning week three and four. He's winning. He's worried about playing well in week 12 and 13 and what have you. And so that was my point. And of course, the real children of the sports hub take it as, Oh, well, we don't need to show up until uh, week eight and talk about the football season. Like, of course. You know, they have to be children about it. It's it's as expected around there. Never on Shaw's Patriots post game uh, with you. Never. Guys. No, there were no. So we have real discussions here outside <laughs> about, you know, college football running backs. That's right. Uh, outside <laughs> of that, yeah. I'll, I'll have more for you next week when the Giants are I know. In, uh, I know. In, in town as well. All right, Greg. I uh, pre- appreciate your time. Boston Sports Journal. Everybody subscribe. Uh, some good stuff over there. We'll talk to uh, Greg Bedard next week.